At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we're talking basketball this hour as the NBA season tips off Tuesday, which, I mean, boy, that really snuck up on us. I always. I always knew that the NBA started in late October. This feels a little bit earlier than normal, maybe just because COVID threw off things in general the last few seasons in general. It just feels like it really snuck up on us, just like college basketball is sneaking up on us as well. And we're going to be hitting both of them, both the pros and the college kids. As here in the first segment, we got the college basketball top 25 poll that got released. And I'm going to give you guys some of my thoughts on it. Some of the teams are a little bit overrated. Some of the teams are a little bit underrated. I personally can tell you right now, I am not much of a college basketball futures player. I'm a game-by-game player. And reason for this is so much of college basketball is based on the draw that you get in the NCAA tournament. We saw that last season with Kansas and, well, shall we say, a nice draw in the NCAA tournament, to say the least. Meanwhile, Gonzaga had a little bit of a tougher road. They go down in a fiery heap of smoke in the Sweet 16, so... I always do think that that's important to keep in mind, but I'll give you some thoughts there. Tom Abraham or Tom Cunningham, he does terrific work over there at Vegas Insider. He's going to be joining me in about 15 minutes. He's going to be talking to me about some of the futures bets that he's got in the NBA. We're going to be taking a look at the two games that we're going to be getting on Tuesday as well. And then in terms of Tuesday, don't have anything in the NBA personally, but I've got something on baseball. We will polish that up 
in the final segment as well. So we're going to be hitting all the bases here in the final hour of the Greg Peterson experience. And we got to take a look at the AP poll, like I was mentioning a little bit earlier, because it is very interesting to take a look at. And year after year, we always find teams that, well, they get a little bit overrated based on what they did towards back half of last season. You're finding North Carolina checking in at number one in terms of this poll. And Honestly, typically when it comes to a team that they make a big giant run towards the end of the season like North Carolina did last season, keep in mind there was a time in like very, very late January, early February, that North Carolina was legitimately on the bubble because they had lost to Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh was terrible last season. And then they find a way to be able to get that win in Cameron Indoor and Coach K's last home game. They make the run all the way to the national championship game and I honestly think that number one is correct for North Carolina. I personally have North Carolina as my number one. And as a matter of fact, I agree with one through three. North Carolina, number one. Gonzaga, number two. Houston at number three. I agree with all of those. Do not sleep on Houston perhaps being able to win the national title. They have been in the top 15 in terms of opponent's three-point shooting percentage each out of the last four seasons. They bring back Traymond, Mark, and Marcus Sasser, a pair of guys that they got injured at Christmas last season. If you thought Houston was good last season and they very nearly made the Final Four, they're going to be super-duper good this season. They always are tenacious on defense. And for Gonzaga, they return Drew Timmy. There's really no disagreement here. One through three. Four and five are... Yeah, four and five, I will probably be adjusting a little bit because there's, ironically enough, a tie for fifth between Kansas and Baylor. Those are the two Big 12 teams. And programming note, for those of you guys that like podcasts, I do a podcast for college basketball every single day. It has been going for over 1,075 straight days. I think the last time I missed a day was like very early November of 2019. But the podcast that is going to be coming out in about an hour is my Big 12 preview. So I will settle the score between Baylor and Kansas and a little bit of a spoiler they are my top two teams and Baylor is my number one team but I feel like they should be a little bit ahead of Kentucky because Kentucky is actually dealing with an injury right now to Oscar Shibway. Shibway, the consensus player of the year last season had 15 rebounds per contest and on top of that just still one of the most incredible things that you're going to find Oscar Shibway out rebounded Western Kentucky in a game all by himself last season and Western Kentucky has a guy by the name of Jamarian Sharp. He is not just not just figuratively, but literally the biggest player in all of college basketball. He's seven foot five, and against a team in Western Kentucky, as Jamarian Sharp at seven foot five, he out rebounded them all by himself. So that tells you how big Oscar Shibwe is for this team. Kentucky, no doubt, they lost a little bit of luster when they lost to the good old Peacocks of St. Peter's during the NCAA tournament. But again, you're able to say that for. Other teams like Purdue, so that was not necessarily too savory for them, but I'd personally be putting Baylor in at number four right now. And then you go a little bit further down the list. Creighton is a team that many of us in the college basketball world have been a little bit divided upon because I did mention it just a minute ago. There are certain teams that they get a little bit of an upgrade based on what they did towards the back half of the season last year. It sort of jades us a little bit, and many people are thinking that that could be the case with Creighton, but I think them being at number nine, it is a relatively appropriate ranking because with Creighton, the one big flaw that they had was three-point shooting last season, which is very weird to say with Creighton because anyone that's taken a look at college basketball knows that Creighton is typically a team that they play rather up-tempo, they bomb it from three-point range, and then they really play no defense whatsoever. 
That is not the case for them now. Ryan Kalkbrenner is a seven foot two big man that is very solid for the team, and he was actually out when the team lost to Kansas, but gave a very spirited effort in that one as well. They've also got Ryan Nemhard, their main point guard, that missed the final five to seven games of the season last year, returning to the fold, and they bring in Baylor Shireman. Shireman was a six foot six, six foot seven, little bit of a combo player at South Dakota State. Their top scorer shot it at right around forty five percent from three point range. That is going to be able to elevate them. I think that they are a relatively appropriately ranked team right now at number nine. If I'm taking a look at a team that I think is overrated right now, I just don't know why everyone is saying, oh yeah, Indiana is going to go out there and win the Big Ten because seemingly since the dawn of time, Indiana has had a really tough time with their backcourt. And it's not like I think that Indiana, by any stretch of the imagination, is going to be what they were last season, which is below 500 in the Big Ten. But at some point, they need to put up because every single year we take a look at Indiana and we think that they're going to be able to bust out. And every single year, Indiana comes up snake eyes. They've got Trace Action Davis, who's one of the top players in all of college basketball. But why is Indiana ahead of teams like Michigan and Illinois? I mean, if you compare Indiana and Michigan, in my opinion, both of these teams, they've got the top two players in this conference. Trace Jackson Davis, Hunter Dickinson. Both of them are big men. Both of them do a solid job. If I'm drafting a team right now, I take seven foot one hundred Dickinson, who's able to shoot threes over Trace Jackson Davis, someone who stands right in the neighborhood about six foot nine and really doesn't shoot threes. You've got more versatility there. And then the team around Mr. Hunter Dickinson, I think, is a little bit better. They brought in Jalen Llewellyn in the offseason. Good three-point shooter from Princeton. Needs to work on the free throws, but certainly someone that's able to get it done. Jet Howard is a very nice prospect for this team. Indiana, I will say that they probably had a little bit of a better recruiting class for Michigan, so they get a little bit of a leg up there. And Ray Thompson, 11 points, 7.5 rebounds per contest. He might be the most under-the-radar returning player in this conference because we're all talking about Trace Jackson Davis. We're all talking about Indiana bringing in these ice freshmen and everything like that. We're losing sight of him, but, I mean, Xavier Johnson played better towards back half of last season. I don't have a lot of faith in him. Meanwhile, with Michigan, time and time again, this has been a bunch that, when the chips have been on the line, they've really been the only Big Ten team that hasn't faltered in the NCAA tournament. When it comes to the Big Ten, this team has come up small year after year. And if you're keeping track right now, last time a Big Ten team won the national title, that would be 2000. The Flintstones of Michigan State, it's actually ironically enough even worse for the Pac-12. You have to go all the way back to the late 90s. When Lou Olson in Arizona, I believe it was the 1997 title, they were able to win it. So that goes to show you the dominance that schools out in the Big 12 and the ACC have had on that front. But with Michigan, this has been just a team that time and time again, they have been able to make a run in the NCAA tournament. Five straight sweet 16s for them. And it showed you last season that they were able to be able to piecemeal things together because Juwan Howard, he showed me a little bit as a coach after he had that bad incident with Wisconsin, came back. The team looks significantly better. They bring back a pair of guys that I think are going to be able to take some strides forward. Terrence Williams is someone that he played a little bit more of a reserve role, and Kobe Bufkin, same for him. I think that these are guys that in elevated minutes, so you bring in a freshman like a Chet Howard, and I think that they're going to be able to emerge. I think that they're going to have a nice season. Indiana, just need to see more on that backcourt before I can really take them as seriously as I would like. The defense is going to be solid. Grace Jackson Davis, one of the best players in all of college basketball. Got to show me something in the backcourt, though. And then one of the most, shall we say, interesting teams that I found on this list as well. 
number 23. I was mentioning the Big Ten a little bit earlier, and right now you've got Michigan at 22, and you've got Illinois at number 23, and I just take a look at it. I think that Illinois is the best team in the Big Ten. They are personally my pick to win the Big Ten. They did a tremendous job in the transfer portal, something that has eluded so many Big Ten teams. Like, Tom Izzo is an amazing coach. He does a great job of getting his teams to play at full strength when it comes to the back half of the season. Got to get a little bit more talent on that team, though. It's a reason why Michigan State, in my opinion, is not going to be able to be as great as a lot of people would like them to be out there in the Big Ten. I do think that Illinois, because they are bringing in someone like a Matthew Meyer, is saying six foot nine, he's able to pop threes. TJ Shannon is going to be able to help out in the backcourt. That's going to be big. And always take a look at teams that they've got coaches that are willing to adapt. You know that a team like Virginia, who they clock in at number 18, you know what the style is going to be for Tony Bennett. They're going to be playing as slow as heck. They are going to be looking to hang their hat on defense. When it comes to a team like Indy, when it comes to a team like Illinois, this bunch has played in a couple of different styles because you may recall Brad Underwood. He made his bones when he was at Stone Cold Steve at F. Austin. They were trying to get about 50 seals per contest. Then he gets Kofi Coburn because he was trying that style early on during his career with Illinois, but then you get Kofi Coburn in the fold. They played much more slowly. They were really looking to play through him. And this is an Illinois team that bringing in some new pieces, I think that they're going to have some new wrinkles. I think that that is really something that you do want to be taking a look at. And a team that I think is going to be able to really live up to their billing. And I think that they're going to be able to elevate themselves throughout the season as well. And I think that it is going to be very fascinating as we see the Big 12 very much represented in this AP poll as well as I believe that you got four different teams in. I think that they are going to be by far the top conference in all of college basketball. It is going to be murderous row going through there. And it is always murderous row trying to be able to get to an NBA title. And the association, it returns on Tuesday. And helping me break that down next, Tom Abraham or Tom Cunningham. He does great work over there at Vegas Insider. He joins me next here on VEASAN Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Your next win is a broom. Play for free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft in 13 com- contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Light now to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, 21 years or older terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details, and as per usual, celebrate responsibly. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being joined now by Tom Cunningham. He does terrific work over at Vegas Insider, and Tom, I know that we've had you on for a wide variety of things. Talked a little college football with me. A few weeks ago, you talked a little bit of baseball, and now we get one of my favorite sports, basketball, with you aboard. So it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited for uh, the association to get underway. Absolutely. And in terms of the NBA, just before we dive into anything, because I know that you've got some futures plays, and I know you've got a few plays for Tuesday, and we'll hit on the futures a little bit more in this segment, but what would be your biggest tip for anyone looking to dive back into the association? Because I always feel like, when it comes to this time of year, it is very unpredictable. And the NBA, in my opinion, during the regular season, it can cause for the most volatility just because when it comes to a lot of these teams, towards the middle part of the season, things like load management, always something to take a look at when it comes to especially season wins. Yeah, I was just going to say the win total market becomes very fugly uh, when it comes to load management. And not only that, but in-game player prop betting also does become a little fugly. Uh, not because of load management, particularly. You'll know before the game starts if a player is playing or not. Um, but, like, for instance, last year, there was a couple of moments where we had players going over, but uh, they were on pace to do so. And then foul trouble got in the way or potentially, you know, at the end of the year when load management does become uh, a bigger factor in games. Uh, the unders have really hit for player prop markets uh, last year, we noticed, at the end of the season. So, just in terms of uh, player prop betting in games, I do think that is also particularly true, not just for the win total uh, market as well. So definitely something to eye this year. Uh, however, load management, I'm not sure is going to be a huge factor this year, um, but we shall see because I know the Lakers, for instance, uh, they just want to get back to the playoffs. So <laughs> it does become uh, a little bit of a yin and yang and some balancing for some of these teams this year. And I'm so glad that you brought up in-game betting as well, because I think that out of all the sports to take a look at, the NBA is the ultimate in-game betting sport. 
Taking a lot, look at a lot of these games pre-flop, I think it's very difficult because I always say this, and I say it jokingly, but it's really true. If you take a bet in the NBA, at some point, the team that you bet on is going to be up by 15 points, and at some point, they're going to be down by 15 points. And if you take a look at it in-game, if the team that you like is down by 15 points, you're able to get a better number in-game. And, and when it's all said and done, the bookmakers, because they do such a good job, it winds up being if the spread was like, five or six it turns out to be like a seven point game and i really think to be able to maximize value in terms of the nba in-game betting is the way to go because when it comes to a lot of these games there's just so much volatility with these leads yeah and it's become that because i want to say it's like the step curry factor he's almost changed the game to where teams are pretty much relying on the three-point shot now and i think that's why you see such large runs now in the nba where teams will be up 15 to 20 in the second quarter and it's clearly not over and it's because of the three ball and that's just kind of the way the game has gone and again i call it the steph curry effect and teams just try to mirror that it seems so a lot of living and dying by the three ball is a reason as to why i do think that you see such a flux of uh, runs in the nba which as you alluded to would make live betting so much better uh, you could jump on plus value lines that way so i definitely agree with you there and that's just the way the league has been going lately Yep, I totally agree with you. The way that I take a look at NBA in-game betting, much more than taking a look at things before the game. But one thing that you're taking a look at is a little bit of a long shot to be able to make the playoffs this season. <laughs> it's a bunch that they were drafting number one a few years ago. Tell me what you like about the Detroit Pistons, because with the Pistons, no doubt a relatively rough 2021-22 season, but they have been able to build quite a bit in terms of their young talent. And I don't know if they necessarily bust out this year or not, but I certainly think that things are starting to look up for the team that many, many years ago, they were known as the bad boys. <laughs> yeah, and I think the value you're getting for them right now, 10 to 1 to make the playoffs, I think is doable with this team. I love just the young talent they have with Cade Cunningham. Uh, you got Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes. These are all guys that are expected to take the next step in their careers. But then Marvin Bagley and Bojan Bogdanovic, I think, are two key additions that no one's really talking about. And then the draft of Jalen Duran. I know you're a college basketball guy. Oh, yeah. I like Jalen Duran. So, yeah, you know what he's about. I think it's a good fit for Detroit as well. And then Jaden Ivey, I'm huge on. And it was uh, during a game in Purdue with uh, him and Trevion Williams were having some words. But it was that moment that it kind of woke Javen Ivey up. It was his freshman year. And since then, he's been a true leader on the court, and I've been real impressed with him. So I just like the makeup of this team. You're going to give me odds at 10-1 to 1 for the Pistons. I think it's possible they get into the play-in tournament, and then they just have to win the game from there. Yeah, I do think that there is quite a bit of upside, and I mentioned that they used to be known as the bad boys. Jalen Dern, he's someone that he sort of mirrors that because he is not someone that is going to be going out there and shooting a bunch of threes or anything like no. that. He is a guy that is going to be grinding it out down low, trying to play tough, tenacious defense after his time at Memphis. So, and it's something that I do like about this team. And I know you've taken a little bit of a look at the MVP market for this season as well. And for like the 15th straight year, it feels like Luka Doncic <laughs> is at the top of the odds board. Right now, DraftKings, I'm finding him at a plus 425. Do you think that this is a year that Luka Doncic busts out and is able to win this award? Because every single year, it feels like he's at the top of the odds board. He gets off to a rough start, gets a relatively solid finish, but he always seems to finish like fourth, fifth, never really lives up to that number one billing. Yeah, and it's really, uh, the irony of the all of it is that this is 
a three-point shooting league, a guard-heavy league, but it's been dominated by the centers the past few years. And again, I like Joel Embiid at a five to one to win the award. I think if he mirrors anything close to what he did last year, the award is all but his. I don't mind Jokic either, the two-time winner. The problem with that is he is now going to be getting some teammates back into the fold, so that might take away some of his stats uh, in terms of how dominant he's been. I know Murray and Porter are expected back, so that might take away from Jokic, and I think Embiid could take the lead. The issue with Doncic is, uh, like you alluded to, he does get off to slow starts sometimes, but he also uh, is one of those load management players, uh, which voters don't like, apparently, and they've made it very clear over the last few years, if you miss time, uh, we're not going to vote for you. So I do like Embiid. I think if he stays healthy, he would be my top choice in terms of favorites. And then kind of kind of a mid-range pick. I don't hate Jason Tatum at 12 to 1. I think you're getting four digits for a guy who can easily win the award. And if the Celtics are missing their coach the whole season, which it seems like that's going to be the case, and the Celtics do well, uh, you might start to see the narrative of Jason Tatum carrying this team going through turmoil in the offseason. Uh, he just has to pretty much show up and play well, and I think he's going to be a contender this year. Yep, and I do think that the problem for Nikolai Jokic as well is that I think that there's going to be a lot of voters that feel very, very salty about voting for him last season, watching the Nuggets get bounced in the first round and being like, man, if this were a postseason award, I would have never voted for this guy. So that's going to be tough. And also being a two-time winner as well. That Also, when you try to go for a three-peat, it feels like you have to do more and more. And for Nikolai Jokic, that would be putting up old Chamberlain-like numbers, and that is not easy to do. But I just want to get your thoughts on this because I know that you've got a little bit of a play in terms of this awards market as well. How do you gauge the most improved player award? Because it feels like there's a lot of different ways to take a look at it. It could be someone from completely out of nowhere becoming a relatively solid role player. It could be someone going from like a star to a superstar. List goes on and on. And what do you have in this? Because I feel like this is really the trickiest award to take a look at because there's a lot of different ways that you could look at it. And I feel like 10 different voters could vote 10 different ways in terms of most improved player. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I would argue that this is probably the trickiest award of any award in any sport to bet on, uh, you know, through hockey, NFL, any of them, because John Morant won last year, and you would argue, well, what did he come? What did he improve from? He was already dominant, uh, and you could even make a case for uh, Bridges, who had a great year last year for winning that award. So, it, yeah, it really depends, you know, what the voters thinking. I like Anthony Edwards uh, based off the way the award went last year with John Morant. I think if the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, play to the expectations that they have this year. Anthony Edwards is going to be a big part of that. And I think you'll see Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, he might sort of get more of the MVP voting in this uh, if Minnesota does well. But I would expect Anthony Edwards, uh, who is already a co-favorite with Halliburton from Indiana, at 10 to 1, I'll take those odds for sure if we're going to go based off how the award was voted on last year with John Moran. It just seems very similar very mirroring uh, situations with Anthony Edwards in Minnesota. You want to know how tricky it is? I just counted up at DraftKings how many guys they have at 50 to 1 or fewer. 43 <laughs> guys oh, wow. are listed at more than 50 to 1 or fewer. So, yeah, there's a lot of different candidates that you can see in terms of this. And the list goes on. You can vote on, like, so many different guys. There's, like, 150 guys on this list. It's absolutely insane. So, to your point... It is a relatively tricky market, and it is always tricky to take a look at night one of the NBA, but Tom Cunningham, he does amazing work at Vegas Insider. We're going to be taking a look at both of the games that we have for Tuesday next. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Betting Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you have not subscribed yet, VSN has a midseason offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99 and you get VSN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. And You'll be getting everything the VEASAN has to offer, including 24-7 live shows and subscriber-only betting guides to the College Bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. Plus, VEASAN subscribers are going to be getting season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, World Cup, and so much more. It is the best bet in the game, $99. Gets you VEASAN Pro all the way through the Super Bowl. You're able to sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by Tom Cunningham. He does amazing work over there at Vegas Insider. And Tom, we've got a pair of games for Tuesday, which I was saying this as well. Boy, did this sneak up on us as it feels like it's a little bit of an early start than normal. But you know what? That just means a little bit of added money. And I have to think that that is because we've got a little bit longer of an all-star break and things like that. So I think that that is a big reason why it's become a little bit earlier. But let's start with the early game with the 76ers and the Boston Celtics. Celtics on a lot of openers were finding themselves as three-point favorites. And if you were able to find a line a little bit over a week ago, they were actually significantly more than that. I know that DraftKings, they were hanging like a four throughout much of the offseason as well. This is down to between two and two and a half. Total on this game, it's actually went up a little bit. It's up to about a 216 to a 216 and a half. And with this Boston team, I think that this is one of the biggest unknowns of the season because the Emma Udoka situation that certainly throws a wrench into things and for Boston, they looked a little bit putrid towards the beginning part of the season. You could tell that the coaching itself really took hold for this team, but I just don't know what to read out of this team because I remember Mr. Missoula, who's going to be the new coach for the Boston Celtics. I loved him back when he played at West Virginia, but it really is only head coaching gig. He was at Fairmount State, a non-D1 university, and for the Boston Celtics, could they be able to get things online? Yes. Is a talent there? Yes. I just question how they're going to mesh night number one with a 76ers team that actually liked what I saw from them towards back half of last season. Yeah, and honestly, they actually didn't have a really good record uh, in January last year as well. I'm kind of with you. We don't really know what to expect from this Boston team. However, the talent is there, as you just said. I think Malcolm Brogdon is going to be a huge X factor for this team. I actually like him in the six-man market this year. Uh, but the addition of him, I think, has gone completely under the radar for how impactful and how important he can be for this Boston Celtics team. So although the uh, talent is there, we don't know what to expect from this team because we do have a few new faces, and then we have a new coach on the sideline as well for Boston. I actually like the Sixers in this game. Uh, if you want to take the points, that's fine. If you want to take the money line, I think that's fine too. The Sixers, they've won three straight road opening games, so they're very comfortable in this setting on the road in a hostile environment to start the season. And then the Sixers, they've also covered the spread in seven of their last eight games when taking on the Boston Celtics. So I do think Philly comes into this spot pretty nice, uh, honestly. And then if you want to go to the point total, Marky, you alluded to the uh, 216. The under has hit in four straight season opening games for Philadelphia. And then last year in TD Garden, 212 and a half points were scored per game. So based off that, it would seem like the under has a good chance of hitting in this one. But I do think the Sixers to win is probably your best bet for that game. And what I think is so fascinating about this as well is that Towards the first month of the season last year, unders were hitting like wildfire in the NBA. 
I personally don't think that that's going to duplicate itself because I think that so much of that was due to the new rules to try to prevent guys from just getting those very cheap fouls. I always like to refer to it as more or less the James Harden rule, but I do think that that'll be interesting to gauge in terms of a lot of these totals early on this season as well because typically guys are a little bit more rusty towards the beginning part of the season, towards the end part of the season as well. So if I'd be looking anywhere prior to the game, I will be looking at the under, but as we were leading to a little bit earlier as well, in-game betting can oftentimes be your best friend when it comes to the NBA as well. And I have a feeling that if you dive in on this one, that'll probably be your approach as well as it's going to be Lakers versus Warriors, which no shortage of off the court ordeals with the Golden State Warriors over the last few weeks. And right now they are between a six and six and a half point favorite. So on skate was between 225 and 225 and a half. And when it came to the Lakers last season, it was just nothing but a fade fest for them. And if you just... That took part in the LA Lakers Fade Fest. You made yourself quite a bit of money. You think that it's going to be a little bit different this year for the LA Lakers as they did have some shakeups in the offseason. LeBron James continues to be tremendous, but at what point are we going to be seeing a little bit of a fall for LeBron James? That's really the question that I have. Yeah, uh, it could come this year again, uh, but I think the Lakers are a little bit hungry this year. I think LeBron wants to get back to the playoffs and he knows his time is kind of running out. So I think he's going to try to do everything in his power to get there. I think this game's a bit tricky uh, with the turmoil through Golden State in the offseason. And it's just a season opening game. They're going to go through the ring ceremony. You know, how, how, how long is it going to take for the Warriors to get going in this game? Could it be soon? Could it be later? I think the Lakers are fine covering the spread here. Uh, it's not my top play, though. The underdog has covered four or five meetings uh, between both teams. But the Lakers, they have failed to cover five straight season opening games. Uh, so it's just a little fishy for me. Uh, in terms of taking a winner here. I also think the point total is a little bit fishy too. It's 226, which is really high for a season opener. I would go under, but then I look at a trend that says, well, the over's hitting four straight meetings between these two teams. So I'm actually going to go to a player prop market. I like Anthony Davis for 10 or more rebounds. He has seen that number in 14 of 16 games when taking on the Warriors. He's currently given nine and a half at plus 105. So I just think the value you're going to get for Anthony Davis to get 10 boards is worth taking because this is a complete crapshoot to me uh, in terms of picking a winner or going with the over under uh, in the point total market. So I'm going to go to the player prop market here. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis uh, over nine and a half rebounds at plus 105. Uh, but there's some other good player prop bets in this one. LeBron James, 30 or more points in eight of nine games. You're getting him at 26 and a half uh, for his over under. I think that's a bit generous. And then Steph Curry, five or more three pointers made in five of his last six games. His over-under for three-pointers made is only three and a half right now. So I do think there's some player props you could take advantage of that second game. And when it comes to taking a look at player props in the NBA as well, how much do you take a look at things early in the season and think that maybe there might be a little bit of value on unders? Because when it comes to the early part of the NBA season, rotations, they don't stay the same from year to year. You see guys be able to bust out and that's part of what we were talking about in terms of most improved player as well. But I do think that there can be quite a bit of value on some of these unders and just in general, if you follow on these teams, see how they play during the preseason, take a look at reports. I think that you could tell who's going to be out there a little bit more in terms of the early part of the season, who's going to be seeing more minutes. And I think that that could be very beneficial in the player prop market as well. I do. And uh, I think one player that really stands out in terms of going under uh, that is going to be playing Tuesday night is Draymond Green. He was an under machine uh, in the playoffs last year, especially for his three-point uh, market, which is usually you can get a half of three point shot uh, for, for some pretty good value and just go under that. Draymond Green usually hits. 
Uh, but we had talked about this too uh, earlier in the show where not only load management becomes a thing uh, in the NBA, but that's much later into the season. But fouling out uh, becomes a thing in terms of player prop betting for the unders. Uh, suddenly you're betting on unders and you're rooting for hack attacks in the game uh, and your player getting fouled out so he doesn't have the opportunities to go over. That is a betting strategy that a lot of bettors do use for in-game uh, betting with player prop markets. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in that in terms of going under. Uh, but for the Lakers game, I just I feel like the Anthony Davis over nine and a half at plus value is worth a look to go over. But again, as you said, uh, some of those unders are worth a look. And I think that's especially true for a player like Draymond Green. And you mentioned that Draymond Green under a half a three point shot. If you're looking at DraftKings right now, you're able to find it at plus 170. So yeah, oh, wow. relatively good value there. And. I mean, it's one of those things that it's very much an off-the-court story, but who knows what we're going to be able to get out of Draymond Green night number one based on everything that we saw off the court. You might see the Golden State Warriors limit his minutes a little bit more here towards the early part of the season as well. I think that that is something very interesting to take a look at. And then I know that you've got one other thing as well, as I know that you took a look at the Coach of the Year market, and I know that you like Anthony Edwards in terms of the uh, most improved player market, and apparently you're high on the Timberwolves because I know you're taking a look at Chris Finch as well. Is this a Timberwolves team that you're relatively high on? Yeah, I mean, I have high expectations for them. Now, whether they meet them or not will remain to be seen. But Chris Finch, he actually opened as Coach of the Year favorite, and then within about a month, I want to say, Steve Kerr jumped him, and Steve Kerr is now the favorite, I believe, 7-1. to one. So I just think Chris Finch at 10-1 to one odds, uh, you're going to get four digits for him. I think that's fair considering uh, the expectations for Minnesota this year. We saw what this team is capable in the postseason last year. I do think Willie Green might give him a run for his money with the Pelicans. So of all the player uh, award markets uh, in terms of future betting before the season starts, we did hit on a couple of Minnesota Timberwolves. But I did already mention vaguely that I do like Malcolm Brogdon. I think for him winning the six-man award at, I forget what his odds are, but it's About 15 to 1. Yeah, 15 to 1. I really think that that's something a lot of betters should circle. I think it's very realistic. And I do think if Boston has a good year, I think Malcolm Brogdon off the bench is going to have a phenomenal year. So he would be the one that I eye in terms of future market plays for the NBA. Yep. And I did feel like the Celtics could use a little bit more shooting. And Malcolm Brogdon provides that. And you provided a lot of great content here tonight, <laughs> my friend. You always do a great job, Tom. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Tom Cunningham does amazing work over there at Vegas Insider where we were able to get in a lot of basketball talk here in this show. But coming up next, we got to round it out with some baseball here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Ball sports are in full swing at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a football, hockey, basketball, baseball fan, what have you, Bet Rivers has you covered with all of us. Join us every single week. For new promotions like our Tuesday first goal insurance, Friday night college football, and get Sunday football parlay insurance and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Always great to be joined by Tom Cunningham. He does terrific work over there at Vegas Insider. Joined me a few times on this show and... He has joined me to talk a little bit of everything, whether it be college football, whether it be MLB. Tonight it was baseball, or, or tonight it was basketball because NBA season, that is getting going on Tuesday. I personally don't have anything in terms of the basketball board for this Tuesday, but you're able to get a little bit in the last two segments with him. So a big thanks to Tom for joining me there. And what I do have for you on this Tuesday, it is some baseball. So we've got you guys covered there and a little bit of a programming note that if you are listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience coming up next, you're going to get the replay of what we are doing right now. And if you are listening to a replay at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it is going to be follow the money as the guys are going to have you all covered with what we saw in you know, another relatively lackluster Monday night football game. But on top of that, take a look forward as now it is NBA regular season time. We've certainly got quite a bit that is going down in terms of the NHL as well. So they have got you guys covered there. It's going to be a lot of fun, but let's dive into the DK nation right up right now and get you guys some baseball picks as we've got the San Diego Padres and the Philadelphia Phillies, the game that was originally scheduled for Tuesday. If time allows, we'll give you a little bit in terms of the Yankees and the guardians game five as well, but 
Zach Wheeler, he is on the bump for the Phillies. Yu Darvish is on the bump for the Padres. This is 951-952 on the board and with the Padres. Most books, you're going to be finding them as a minus 125 favorite. Thing is, Stray minus 122, and here where I said at Circa, it's really the high point, a minus 126, but right around minus 125 across the board between plus 105 and a plus 115. Your number on the Phillies. Total on this game is 6F, very heavily juicy over, and right up on this game is going to be for the money line. I made the Padres more around a minus 134-ish favorite. I think that this is a little bit too low on them. I think that they should be able to go out and be able to get a win in game number one as for the Padres. You've got Yu Darvish, who has been significantly better at home rather than on the road throughout his entire career with the San Diego Padres. With the Padres in general, they've been able to do a solid job in terms of their pitching at home. You're going to notice that their numbers in general, they do fluctuate quite a bit in terms of their production home and road. This is just because Petco Park, it is one of the most pitcher-friendly ballparks that you're able to find in all of baseball. But for Darvish, getting back to him before we dive into the offense, been able to post up a 260 ERA at home this season, more like a 350 ERA on the road. And when it comes to Darvish as well, been very good in terms of command, only giving out about 1.7 walks per nine innings. So you're able to bank on him being able to go relatively deep in the start. And he's been able to do a really good job of just being able to provide that length. He did have a five inning start against the LA Dodgers in the postseason. Dodgers were able to get to him a little bit, but really past that, he's been able to do a good job there. He's been really able to shape up in general as he's got a sub-250 ERA over the course of his last seven starts. And you're able to date this back to the regular season as well. Darvish just time and time again, he doesn't really get lit up. Three runs or fewer allowed in each out of his last 10 starts and 16 out of his last 17 overall. And then you take a look at Zach Wheeler. He's been able to do a solid job here in the postseason across his two starts, both of which were road starts against the St. Louis Cardinals and the Atlanta Braves. He went a combined six or a combined 12 and a third innings, gave up three runs. Let's call it what it is, though. There was a little bit of an error that hurt him in game number two against the Atlanta Braves. So, I mean, even though he was credited with three runs, he really pitched better than that line would show. But overall, for the season, Zach Wheeler has had a little bit of a tough time on the road. During the regular season, buck 85 home ERA compared to an ERA more around a 385 when he has been away from home and the home run rate that nearly doubles when he is on the road. So that is something to key in on. Now, the good news for him, once again, Petco Park, very, very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark, and that's shown through the Padres' offensive numbers. They put up right around five runs per contest when they are on the road. Meanwhile, at home, more like 3.7 runs per game, but it feels like the Padres are starting to get those ancillary bat producers to be able to step up as Trent Grisham during the regular season. He just wasn't good in general. For Trent Grisham, he was hitting about a buck ninety overall during the regular season. You take a look what he's been able to do here in the postseason, hitting right around a 385 along with Austin Nola. Nola along Jerkson Profar, Awesome Kim, Juan Soto, Jay Cronenworth. These were all guys in between about a 238 to a 250. But how about Jay Cronenworth becoming the big play guy for the team as he had a big home run for them when they were in LA for the part of that series. He had that big hit. In the seventh inning, I believe it was, when the Padres were able to close out against the LA Dodgers as well, he has been able to do a tremendous job of being able to step up for this team. And on the flip side, when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies, no shortage of offensive firepower, but in terms of just overall offensive variance, it feels like they are the team that they are the most feast or famine in the entirety of the league, not just teams that are remaining in the postseason, as Kyle Schwarber. 
has just one hit thus far in the postseason. He's been able to supply 45-plus home runs overall for the season, dating back to the regular season, but has not been able to go deep here in the playoffs. Reese Hoskins, he had that big home run and the epic bites or bat spike that we saw against the Atlanta Braves, but he's been hitting below the Mendoza line of 200 as well. Now, Gene Segura, Alec Bohm, these are guys who are able to do a good job of moving the line. Bohm hit it right around 290 during the regular season. Then you did see Gene Segura hit more around a 275. So these guys are able to do a relatively solid job. But when you get down to Bryson Sott, towards the bottom part of the fold, he has been a little bit hit or miss himself. So I do think that you've got some liabilities there. And where the Philadelphia Phillies, in my opinion, are really outgunned in terms of this series, and especially in game number one, it is a bullpen because with the bullpen of the Philadelphia Phillies, since the All-Star break, dead last in terms of ERA in the National League. Meanwhile, for the San Diego Padres, Josh Hader finally looks like himself in his last 14 appearances, regular season and postseason. No earned runs allowed. He did give up one earned run. It was completely not his fault, but he's looked like the Josh Hader of old. You've got Robert Suarez, who had a sub-3 ERA during the regular season. He's doing a solid job for this bunch, so you're able to go down the line, and you've got some relatively good producers there. Meanwhile, for the Philadelphia Phillies, David Robertson got hurt celebrating with the team a few days ago, so he has been sort of out of the fold for the team now. Sir Anthony Dominguez, he's looking much better because coming off the injured list, he didn't look so sharp. Now here in the postseason, he's really been able to shape up, pitch three innings of scoreless ball against the Atlanta Braves in those three innings against the Braves, six punch-outs. Looks like he's back to full force. Brad Hand has been able to give you a sub-three ERA, and that's a big reason why I do like this little under, because for the Philadelphia Phillies, even though they do have some bullpen liabilities, with having Zach Wheeler out there, I expect him to be able to go a relatively good amount in this game, especially in game one. I do always have a little bit of a fear when it comes to betting on postseason baseball that some of these starting pitchers, they're not necessarily going to be able to go as deep, but when it comes to guys like Zach Wheeler, you Darvish in a game one setting, I do think that you can have a couple fewer fears if you're taking a look at things like strikeout props, things like that. I don't think that that's going to be factoring as much when you get into like Robert or Ranger Suarez in game three. I think that that would be a little bit more of a liability, but I hear in game one, I do expect both of these starters to be able to deliver. And as a result, I do like this total under. I set my total at 6.3, so even with a low total of 6.5, I'm going to be taking a look at the under. My DK Nation right up. I think the Padres pull it out here in game one. One to lay up to about a minus 134 on them, so going to be going with the Padres on the money line. And then the game that we weren't expecting to get, that is 957-958, as if you handicap this game on Monday, take note that the pitching has changed a little bit. It is the Guardians on the road going up against the Yankees. It's now going to be Nestor Cortez going for the Yankees. And Aaron Sabali, he is going to be getting the ball for the Cleveland Guardians. And with the Guardians, they were about a plus 135-ish underdog when you took a look at the line for Monday night. Now they're up to even as high as a plus 150 underdog. Right now, seeing a DraftKings, a plus 145. Meanwhile, between minus 158 and minus 170 is what you're laying with the New York Yankees. I do feel like this makes quite a bit of an impact. I made the New York Yankees minus 152, assuming it was going to be Jameis Satayan with Nestor Cortez in the fold. I now set them more around a minus 174, so a 22-cent line move here, and I do like this total under. With Nestor Cortez, sub-2 ERA at home. He is going on short rest, but it's going to be backed up by guys like Domingo Ramon, Jameis Satayan. list goes on and on, so you've got good pieces there for the Cleveland Guardians. Post-All-Star break, number one bullpen in the big leagues. I look at the New York Yankees, and I think that they should be able to get the job done in this spot and be able to advance to face off against the Astros, and I do like this total under, and 
Something else I love is that basketball is back, and that is the basis of this pro tip for our number three. You're able to get all these via vsin.com slash subscribe by being a pro subs by being a vsin pro member. And with this pro tip, it is about taking a look at unders in terms of player props. It might be a very good time to do so in the NBA. These rotations are not necessarily as set as they're going to be towards back end of the season. So you might see guys play a little bit less time in general. I think that unders in terms of player props is a way to go. And a way to go is taking a look at follow the money 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.